Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is November 3rd, 2023. I am Matt Joel Pearl, and it's time for your Impact Wrestling Turning Point review. And, of course, with me is the wonderful Collider herself, the number one to everyone's hearts. Cresta Star is here. Hi, Cresta. Good to see you again. Hi. I haven't seen you in like 24 hours. Oh, my God. It's kind of weird that it has been almost exactly 24 hours since we did a sub 40-minute review of last night's Impact Wrestling show, which you can check out here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. And why was it sub 40 minutes? Because there wasn't a lot to talk about. Good matches. Great wrestling. Great matches. Just not a lot to talk about when your wrestling is so good that it's just there to watch. But tonight, well, let's let's be let's be honest. Impact did it again. They gave yes. us great matches. There's not a ton of story going into it, but we're going to talk about some of those stories, and we're going to talk about uh, some some of the fun opportunities that might be coming up in in the Impact TNA lore of the future. But anyway, overall, give me your thoughts. What do you got, Cresta Star? How do you feel about tonight's Turning Point show? Tonight's turning point was all killer, no filler. It was very straight to the point. Yes, we had little intro video packages leading up to the matches, but they were relatively like, what, two minutes at most? Not upset. Um, I My match of the night was Simon Miller versus Joe Hendry because I enjoy Simon Miller, thoroughly enjoy Joe Hendry, and it's nice to see someone come from appreciative fan making amazing content about wrestling and now living out their wrestling. It's fantastic to see. So that, that for personal reasons was my match of the night. This whole pay-per-view was, was literally all meat, no gravy. It didn't need no gravy. The meat was good on its own. The meat was cooked perfectly. Uh, shout out to Simon Miller, by the way, who was on in the weeds earlier this morning on Fightful Overbooked. Go check that out. Myself, Jeremy Lambert, and Simon Miller. We kicked off the show with a really nice chat heading into his match with Joe Hendry. A very different presentation for Simon tonight on Turning Point. We're going to talk about that while you are all here to leave a thumbs up on the video. And of course, subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash Fightful. And of course, getting your super chats in. Hello, chat. I see you're there. I know you'll be watching. If you want to get your question or statement right on the air, go ahead. Donate a super chat. Any amount. We'll take it. We'll take your money. If you want to send us to Vegas for hard to kill. That's true. Just tell Scott. We're going to bombard Scott until he's like, I got to bring him in. I got to bring, bring him in like I brought in Tom Campbell from Cultaholic, who did all of the ring announcing tonight. He did a wonderful job. I'm shouting exactly. out multiple reasons. One, he was on it tonight he was all over social media just liking tweeting retweeting putting everything out there so i'm gonna give thomas flowers because he very much deserves it absolutely god it's our turn we gotta go and do the show gotta give the people what they want this is the part where you zoom in and we hug superpowers unite (laughs) (laughs) do you imagine that sounds awful or by the way not awful is leaving a humper chat over at humperchats.com cresta do the thing you take your thumbs or your fingers and you type in humperchats.com to your favorite local browser. You put in your dollar amount. You put in your question. You'd be like, hey, Joel. Hey, Cresta. How did you like Turning Point? Here's my two cents. We get to keep the majority of that two cents. Sean is happy. We're happy. Humperchats.com is happy because we use their services. Thank you so Oh, my hand. Thank you so much. I don't know what that was. My <laughs> hand got stuck in my hair, so I'm like, ugh. That's amazing. <laughs> That's oh. just what tonight's going to be. It's just going to be hair stuck in hand. Yeah. 
story um, of my life <laughs> of course and if you're looking for another way to support us so fightfulselect.com the best five bucks in the business best 54 dollars a year in the business we'll talk about that a little bit later let's talk about the countdown show i'm gonna make crescent star look like an idiot because she told me off the air that she in fact did not realize that there was a countdown show cresta they all have countdown shows just because this week's episode of impact didn't have a bti doesn't mean the rest of them have countdown I don't know why my brain decided to alt F4 executive functions. And I just like, it starts at eight. And I start tuning in at 7.55 and it's like, oh, there was a pre-show. I'm like, there was a pre-show. I don't know what happened. I'm going to go ahead and blame me being 4,000 years old. Sometimes the brain turns to dust. The brain is practically smooth at this point. It's even funnier because we talked about the pre-show matches last night on our predictions. I plead that I don't remember this. <laughs> I will say this much. If you go out of your way to watch the countdown show, you will see a stark difference in the audio quality between the countdown and the main show. The countdown was fantastic. Everything sounded good. It really set the tone. I was like, oh, it's going to be a fun show. And then the main card started and I was like, oh, what the hell happened? Somebody rendered the file incorrectly and we got what we got tonight. Something was weird about the audio on the main card, man. Something. Maybe was I have to hear the pre-show to hear the difference, but to me, the audio sounded fine. It eventually balanced out, but it still wasn't very good. It was like crowd was very low and then you had uh, Hannafin and Raywalt. They were fine, but they were higher in the mix. It was just, something was weird. It felt like everything was far away except for commentary. Okay. You'll, you'll go back and you'll hear it, but everything for countdown was mixed well. That's just me. I, I am that guy. I, I wear, I watch wrestling with headphones on. I podcast wearing in-ear monitors so people don't see it. And I get called out for it later. It's like, what is he listening on? These things that you can't see. Listen, That's just me. I'm guys, you're a professional. I am not. <laughs> I'm a lot of things. I don't know if professional is a word that I would use. Countdown show. Grado and Rhino take on Mike DiVecchio and Ryan Richards. So uh, Mike D is a gut check winner. Looked really good. Him and Harley Hudson walked out of the UK tryouts. I guess it's gut check. It's a tryout. They walked out with uh, with impact deals. So that's really good stuff with TNA deals. Rhino looked good. Grado looked good. Hot tag for Rhino is really what we build to. He hits the gore on Richards, gets the pin. And Grado, you have to see this afterwards, just hugging Rhino a little too long. <laughs> Like he was just out of it. It was great. He's like, listen, I need you to be my support, man. Please. Rhino's a big dude. He should be your support. He's a good base man. He really him and Black Taurus are people. I'm like, listen, if I gotta fall into somebody, thank God it's you too. The bull and rhino connection needs to happen. That is not a tag team I didn't know I needed until right this very moment. And honestly, we come on, you gotta fly side. We're giving away the game for free. <laughs> Seriously. I just gave you your main event for Hard to Kill. Managed by Moose. It's an animal connection. Jungle Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go through the show animal style. <laughs> I'm like, who else is an animal? Steve Macklin. North Wrestling Championship. Leon. Sl by the way, no Macklin on this tour. So there were a lot of people who were not on this tour that I mm -hmm. hadn't realized kind of late anyway leon slater is the north wrestling champion out of the uk he took on mark haskins you and i talked about this for a little bit uh, on uh, on thursday on last night's show and leon slater again go back and watch this match if you're gonna watch anything leon is such a fluid young fantastic wrestler simon miller put him over to us earlier in his interview mark haskins is a veteran he's been around for years both men look good Everyone looks great. Slater retains his North Wrestling Championship and selling his arm afterwards, his left arm as if it had been uh, injured. I hope it's not, you know, I hope he's just selling, but mm. he did a good job. But yeah, there was some good stuff. Haskins hits Inushi Garoshi into a JML driver, which was nuts. And he bites Slater's fingers for good measure. Swanton 450 from Slater. That was wild. That was your finish. It was good. A great match. Go out of your way to check it out. It's on the pre-show, so clearly it's worth going out of your way to see. And then later on, they talk about the the signing for uh, Slater to TNA. Come on, two matches on the pre-show. And also, congratulations, Leon Slater, for getting signed. If it sounds like that, I'm going to have to go back and take a little peeksy poopsies. You should. And by the way, you'll you'll see uh, Vicky Haskins, Mark's, uh, Mark's wife and uh, manager. Period. I love very, this for him. Very Maria Canellis vibes. I love that. I think you'd like that, uh, considering you, you you cover a company that employs Maria Canellis. I mean, and sometimes when we have the crossover, Kate and Reg will be talking about her just being obnoxious. 
Uh, and one of my favorite one of my favorite tropes in TNA and Impact right now is that when you get the surprise contract, you sell you you sell it by signing on the back of Scott Demore. And that's come on, high school. Later. I that's love that. It. It happened to Speedball. It happened to Josh Alexander. They did the same thing to Leon Slater after his match with Kazarian during the opening matches of the UK tour. Demore uh, comes down, offers a contract, and of course, Leon signs on the dotted lines. Good for him. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the main card. Eric Young, Josh Alexander. Hey, look at that. The aforementioned Josh Alexander. They defeat Subculture, Mandrews, and Flash Morgan Webster. You got this one last night. I, I figured you would. Uh, good mix of styles. Eric Young, super over in the UK. What do you think of this match? This match was literally, do not let Josh Alexander or Eric Young catch us because they will outpower us. And they put up a good fight. Um, The UK crowd was ravenous for Eric Young. He said it's his home away from home and commentary kept putting that over, which I thought was really nice. As far as... um, Action is concerned. There was a knee to the face of Flash Morgan Webster from Alexander that just looks really gnarly. Almost like, like to me, Kenny Omega's V triggers look like he's literally kneeing your face off, and that's what this one looked like. The t- two gut wrenches suplex on Andrew from Alexander. Also, Andrew's getting beat up a lot this match. That's something I did notice. That was really gnarly. The double sharp shooters on Subculture was super duper cool, and the toe the Sorry, I'm trying to read verbatim, but not trying to make it sound in my shorthand. And it's not working out because my brain is just like, no, girl. Um, the double stun dog millionaires um, on uh, Josh Alexander from Andrews was really good as well. This match, I thought, was a great way to say that Josh Alexander and Eric Young are a tag team for real. Let's give them their one loss. Oh, well, they don't know. And now they got it together against a very credible like commentary said, a tag team that has won championships wherever they've gone. So I'm excited to see where Eric Eric Young and um, Josh Alexander go. Sorry. Um, and I hope they actually stay a tag team for a little bit. Because I think if you have Josh Alexander in the singles division, he's got to be champion, right? This gives him something to do outside of that for a minute. Like the uh, the, the main event scene for the men is really stacked right now. Yeah, it is. And for that reason, I'm looking forward to seeing Josh Alexander and Eric Young, for that matter, go and make some inroads to the tag team division. Mm -hmm. If that's where they want to go and that's what they're going to do with them, I think that's useful uh, for both men. And like you said, if they're not going to be going after the main singles title, the men's world championship, um, really, it's not even a men's world championship. Let's face it. Women have held the the world championship. If they're not going to go after the world championship, then this is a good way to use them. Yeah. Yeah, that that back to back stun dog millionaire that you mentioned, and then afterwards you had Flash Morgan Webster hit the shadows over Malice, turning that mm. into a near fall. Such a good spot. I needed to repeat it because it was so good. Uh, Blitzney Bop, they backfire on that. Webster hits Manders. Oh, you don't want to do that. Don't hit your tag team partner. You don't want to hit them. It happens and it sucks, but. And then uh, a gnarly backbreaker from Josh Alexander and the C4 spike for the win. That's good stuff. I'm looking forward to Young and Alexander doing some more tag teaming in the future. Such good shit, pal. This is a good match. Like, this whole card, I have no complaints. My only complaint was maybe it was a little too dark. But, like, like overall, this was such a good card. It's funny because, like, I noticed it more and more as the night went on. I was like, why does this feel like an indie? Like, it's very dark. It was dark. And that was because they had, like, the four lights up on a pole type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, you recently went to an indie show. and You were at House of Glory. And, like, yeah. I don't think or I don't know. You can tell me. Do they have – they didn't have, like, a lighting grid around or above the ring. I'm assuming they do what most indies do, and that's post up four lights on all sides of the building. And the, the lights go inward. I'll be honest with you, Chief. I couldn't remember. I don't even remember what I did yesterday, love. Listen, I'm the nerd who looks at these things. I don't expect anyone to. But the point is here, that's what they did. That's how mm-hmm. most indies will light a ring. That's how most non-televised events will go. I think in this case, it was just, it was fine. They they did the best yeah. they had. Like I said, that's my if that's my only complaint, and it wasn't even that bad. You know what I mean? It's like if I had if I had to pick a complaint, if I had to. Show. Yeah, hey. Listen, it can't be all good because then people think that I'm getting paid. And I, I assure you, I'm not getting paid by impact, okay? I'm saying these nice things because I like it. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? 
Giselle Shaw defeats Alex Windsor. This is cool because this is the fourth time that these two women have faced off. They've had two matches in RevPro, one in Progress Wrestling, and then this is the first time in Impact on Giselle's home turf. They're now two and two lifetime. Alex Windsor picked up the first two wins. Giselle Shaw has now evened it up to a piece. So you have reason to go back at this again, and I would love to see it. For those who haven't seen Alex Windsor, this was a great introduction. I hope you go back and watch some of her stuff or even watch what she's doing now. This was a really solid match. Giselle Shaw gets the win with the twisting neckbreaker into the denouement. And yeah, a top-tier talent, Alex Windsor. What do you think of the match? This match was stiff as hell. These two really went out there to fight each other. Um, commentary, like you said, put over the fact that these women had fought each other before previously, and they were like, Giselle Saw is looking to even up the odds here. I really enjoyed this match. I thoroughly enjoyed when Giselle Shaw slapped the dog out of Windsor when she went up to the top rope to do, I, I don't know what she was going to do, but Giselle said, knock it off. This was this was a fun match. It was exactly what it needed to be. It was a stiff match. Um also want to shout out the half ring cutter that Giselle Shaw hit on uh, Alex Windsor. So good on her. Giselle Shaw watching her go from eh to wow, this that's a tough broad. Um I'm I'm very excited for her. I would like to see her now, like for real, for real, as Impact's knockout champion. Like I I'm ready. I'm at that point now. I'm ready. I'm at that point. Give it time. We could be yeah. there. But I don't know when. And and listen. Impact just announced that the Hard to Kill Knockouts Championship match is official. It's going to be Trinity and Jordan Grace, which, again, further proves my point that we're going to be spinning our wheels for a little bit going into January. Uh, I don't know what final resolution is going to look like. I don't know if I'm going to be there, even though it's happening in my town. Um, given, that given who I am, I'll probably be there. But... I, Maybe it'll be a tag match, and I don't because I, I don't know if Trinity's going to be coming to Toronto this time around. I don't, but if they do have her come in, I could see them working a, a, a tag match. But we'll talk about that when we get to the okay. uh, th when we get to the, the knockouts title match. But yeah, Giselle Shaw, Alex Windsor, they tore it up. Go out of your way, watch this. That I think all the knockouts matches really hit home tonight. They did a good yeah. job, and I know there's one that you're really looking forward to talking about, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're going to talk about Rich Swan, Trey Miguel, uh, poor Trey. The UK tour just was not kind to him. He loses another one. Rich Swan goes over, which you know what? I think in the grand scheme of things, Rich Swan is looking for a new direction. Mm -hmm. You and I have talked about this. Sammy Callahan is now a free agent. He's departed Impact Wrestling. He's moved on. And as a result, he doesn't have his tag team partner anymore. So Rich Swan going back into the singles pool means that he's going to maybe heat up the X division, which to me is not a bad thing. Whenever Rich Swan shaves his beard off, that means it's time to get serious and have some banger matches. That's not a slight at Rich. That's just the gimmick. Uh, Trey hanging up Swan on the middle rope looked good. And the messy finish. So basically, you had Rich Swan ripping Trey Miguel off top turnbuckle, turning it into a cutter, and then hits the 450 off the other second rope on the opposite side of the ring and goes for three. But Miguel seems to have gotten his shoulder up right at 2.9999999. But the referee's discretion is the one that overtakes. So the referee gives it to Rich Swan. I don't mind this because now both men have a reason to match up again down the line. Yeah. For that reason, this whole thing worked for me. This wasn't a perfect match, but these two men are at former X Division champions in their own right, top contenders. Why wouldn't you have this be part of a story? Man, I don't know. But like you said, the fact that there is a legitimate claim for Trey to be like, no, he screwed me over. There is a program for these two to have. I don't know if you put Rich back in a tag team after Sammy's departed because Trey could absolutely go back and be like, Wentz, this guy was cheating me while I was out there in the UK while you were out here, you know, falling in love. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you know what I mean? So there is something with that, but I kind of want to see, like you said, Rich Swan do something singles on his own. He just got out of a tag team. I don't know where this goes. Also, I want to give a shout out to um, the chest chops that these guys were giving each other. The chest chops all night, the cutters all night were a plenty. Also, summoning AJ Styles, we are they are trying to get AJ Styles in the ring of Ori Calcos and make this man appear. He did it one time, and they're like, we could do it if we keep asking. So I have to give a shout-out to the theme of the night, which was chest slaps, cutters, and AJ Styles. Listen, you had on one show 
everybody in Impact Wrestling paying homage to AJ Styles. And on the other show, on SmackDown, you had Austin Theory cutting a promo about faces and punchable faces and faces that run places. And all I could think of was that AJ Styles might be working a, a theory program. I got a theory about AJ Styles' next program, but who knows? And that's just a wrestling theory. <laughs> I don't know about that. But either way, this is a good, a good match, a serviceable match. One of those middle of the road matches that you just see on a you know on a special like this, but it opens it up to a possibility of another match down the line. So yeah. I like it. You're you, this is all you. You're gonna get this match. This is Jordan Grace defeats Danny Luna. I just want to say the pre-match promo. Danny hates being compared to Jordan Grace. I love her saying that. Puts over Jordan Grace, but says there's only one Danny Luna, and it's her. So I want you. This is your match. Go ahead, get at it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of the meat division. This was such a good match. This was such a good match. This was a stiff match. There was a sliding clothesline from Jordan Grace in the beginning on Danny Luna when she was on the floor. That was fantastic. There was no one who can outpower bomb each other. And then uh, Jordan Grace, I think, rolls uh, Danny Luna for an inside cradle for just a two. Then freaking Jordan Grace hits a vertebraker. On Danny Luna. And I keep talking about all the things Jordan Grace wrote. But I, I don't have a lot of notes. This match was so good. Meat. Meat. This was a stiff match. When I was watching this with my friends in Discord. And they were like. Is this what you would describe the meat division? I'm like if you've ever played any fantasy game. These are two warriors. Two berserkers. Two baked potatoes. Just lifted each other up. This match was so good. This match was so good. If you liked uh who who did the meat match here in uh who did the original meet? If you liked Miro versus Will Hobbs, I have I got a women's match for you. <laughs> this match was really good. Jordan Grace picks up the win with uh, a deep juggernaut Grace Driver. Okay. Uh I say deep because I think she might have dropped it, but that's just me. I don't know. I'm an untrained scum. I was so happy. I'm willing to go like this. I saw nothing. It was such a good match. Please go and watch this. Please. Did I say go and watch this? Go and watch this match. Jordan Grace is so interesting to me when she does that Grace driver because we have seen her. We see her hit it. That's, not the, that's never the problem. It's mm-hmm. more that sometimes she hits it in certain ways that it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's what I think it was because I – it's, the person's never hurt, but it's just like Jordan Grace is killing them. <laughs> she did it recently in a match, and I can't remember who it was against, but we had the same conversation, and we just said, oh, my God, I hope she's okay. <laughs> but that's just kind of that, – that's what it is. And that's the most interesting thing about Jordan Grace's Grace Driver is that Jordan's not a very tall woman. She is – she's very strong, obviously, but, like, she's maybe 5'1", 5'2". She's not she's not tall. And it's going to be interesting when Jordan Grace and Trinity do face-to-face work because Trinity is taller than her. Not, not by a ton, but she is taller than Jordan Grace. And to flip around in time for that Grace driver, man, that's there's an art that goes to it. And I think it's really mm-hmm. cool. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to that matchup at Hard to Kill. But yeah, Jordan Grace is special, man. That yeah. When she does that Grace driver, it's something else. Uh, and Danny Luna looked fantastic. That's the whole, the whole takeaway is that Jordan Grace was always going to be good, but Danny Luna came out saying, I'm one of one. I am not the next Jordan yep. Grace. I'm Danny Luna. And she held her own and she did a good job. Both women showed signs of respect through the match and it was good and it delivered. This was such a good match. I cannot stress that enough. Like this was, <laughs> this was an FTR set of no flips, just fists. <laughs> this was such a good match. Like I, I cannot stress that enough. Danny Luna is fantastic because to keep up with someone like Jordan Grace is a feat within us. Danny Luna is fantastic. I cannot stress enough how fantastic Danny Luna is. And I have to echo what Joel Pearl said too. Jordan Grace is special. That is, I like, I cannot stress enough how much I'm a stand for Jordan Grace. Her and Deanna Prazo, in my opinion, are world-class athletes that deserve all the accolades and they no matter what company they decide to stay in, go to, or whatever it is, this should be your world title, people, you know? Yeah. No, there's nothing else I can add to that. So let's move on. Let's talk about Joe Henry and Simon Miller. 
so again, I reiterate, great interview this morning with Simon Miller over on In the Weeds on Fightful Overbooked. Go check that out if you haven't yet. He joined us at the top of the show, so you have no excuse. You don't have to scrub through anything. You literally press play on the video and you get that 30 minutes of us talking to Simon. It's a good time. You also get to watch the really weird intro that our show has. So go ahead and do that over on Fightful Overbooked. Don't do it right now. Do it after you finish this review, okay? That's what I'm telling you. Uh, there's a pre-show promo from Simon Miller. And if you've never seen Simon Miller, he's not he's not this character typically. And he said so much in his interview. He was he's he's playing a keyboard warrior and it's perfect. He said if he had a pet, he would want an elephant because they're thick-skinned, unlike Joe Henry, who is very thin-skinned. It is the it is the perfect example of someone on the internet who's just like, this person has thin skin. They don't know what they're talking about. They should be able to take it. Oh, they, they sicked all their followers on me. It's not fair. I only have 100 <laughs> followers. It was one of those characters, and it was perfect. And it's <sighs> funny to me. It's just funny to me. Like, that's what they had Simon Miller, who is a very popular YouTuber. <laughs> that's the gimmick that they had him do, which is a little tongue-in-cheek, and it's a little like... Yeah, screw you, internet keyboard warriors. You have a voice here. Anyway, the people are going to believe in Simon Miller. I think this was funny because if you do watch Simon Miller stuff, this is completely opposite of who he is. He's a He says he's a bald a-hole, but he's really nice and positive. So this is so funny. Like, Simon, yo, if you even go into the match, I respect him. But you can see he did not believe a word he was saying. He was having the time of his life with the beginning promo. <laughs> and he put over how much impact like produced him and how much he enjoyed it. So like the experience for him was very popular, very uh, very positive. Mm. And he he gets down to the ring, gets a gets a big ovation from the crowd, and then he goes and cuts the heel promo, saying he's more popular and makes more money from YouTube than all the wrestlers in the back. And I'm sitting there to myself, and I'm just like, holy shit, Sean Ross Sapp is gonna he's going to cut the exact same promo in Berwyn at the Slamilton event That's for funny. Black Label Pro. When he, when Sean faces Shaza McKenzie in December at Black Label Pro, he's going to cut that promo and he's going to owe Simon Miller money. I can't believe my boss is about to get beat up. <laughs> hey, if he loses, do we all get part of the company? Is that how this works? I think that's a Royal Rumble situation. <laughs> I feel like somehow Jeremy Lambert is second in command. I don't know, but I feel like that's right. It's either you or him, but you're it like, ain't me. It ain't me. I, I, I do stuff. I don't do a lot of stuff. Joel said, look, no matter what you've heard, Cresta, no. <laughs> I'm just, just because I'm on screen with people who do a lot doesn't mean I'm the one doing a lot. My apologies, Miss Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, this 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 was a really good presentation for Simon Miller. And of course, not to be outdone, Joe Henry has a new song in Cresta. Joe Henry owes us royalties. Son of a bitch took our nickelback references. Look we at this graph. We <laughs> saved these things for Alan Angels, and what does he do? He stole our bit and he used them against Simon Miller. You know, it's crazy. Now that I know that uh, Joe Hendry is watching the show, I know he's like, write that down, write that down, write that. I had now I see, now I see. Listen, you could just DM me. I'll give you, I'll give you the sauce. <laughs> you could just DM me. <laughs> DM me and I'll charge you for it. Anyway, Miller attacks Hendry before the, he goes to do his promo. Uh, and this whole match is great because you got Joe Hendry just no selling everything <laughs> that Simon Miller is doing. And, and then, the look on Henry's face every time he pops up is just like this disappointed look. And the crowd, you want to talk about the chops and slaps again? The crowd singing, I believe in Joe Henry as Henry does the on Miller's face or on his head, on his uh, stomach. Oh my God, his chest, I should say. Shit like that is fantastic. This was such a good match. This was this was sports entertainment, and I was very sports entertained. <laughs> it was it was a comedy match that was different from the one we talked about last night with Trey Miguel and Grado. This was a comedy match where Hendry was playing the straight man, and he's typically not. And again, yeah. Joe Hendry's the heel. We've talked about this. Joe Hendry is a heel. <laughs> Go back and watch those introductory uh, vignettes for for Joe Hendry. He's a heel. That being said, 
Simon Miller played a perfect role tonight for what he was supposed to do. Uh, the, the Henry countering the shoulder block with a cutter. That was good. And then he hits the standing ovation, gets the win straightforward. That's the game. Yeah. I don't really have much to add. I'm looking through my notes right now. The shoulder tackle from Simon. I got to give it up to Simon Miller. Good on you for wrestling. I believe a world-class everyone in impact is a world-class athlete. So let's start there. So good on you from, for taking it tongue in cheek on the nose and saying, I'm a YouTuber and getting in a wrestling rink and wrestling with a former impact digital media champion. That's good on you, buddy. That was such a good match. Like I said, this is my personal match of the night because it's good to see people who come from, from here and go all the way up here doing their dreams. So good on him. Good on him. WrestleCade announced that they're going to do Speedball Mike Bailey versus Andrade. This is perfect because so this is good. literally your your world and mine colliding. This is going to be so good. But I'm going to get no sleep. <laughs> That's fine. You might, you, you might not see it. Who knows? You're going to go to Winston-Salem? No, I don't even know where that is. North Carolina. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I think Sean and Jeremy are going for that, but I will not be there. Uh, but that's a great match. I, Andrade and, and Speedball, come on, let's go. I'm going to try to go to House of Glory December 1st to see Speedball because uh, they're going to be out here. So I, so I, I, mm. I was going <laughs> to ask you if you were going to go. I'm going to – there is going to be an attempt. Apparently, GCW is also coming, but I I support y'all, but I can't. I, I can't. Where are they running? Where are they running? At, I think it's Brooklyn, uh, December something or the other. Yeah, I'm sure I can look it up. I was just yeah. curious. But it's not the same weekend as House Glory. It is actually. It's December 3rd. Now that you've said that out loud, it's December 3rd. But is it the same night? Is House no, Glory? No, 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 no. Okay, think... so House Glory runs the second, and then the third is probably. Yeah, I, not to think House of Glory is the first. And then, so I think it's like one is Friday, and then one is Sunday. Sunday. Okay, okay. That's interesting. I'm wondering. I'm wondering what my plans are for the next couple of months. I'm not. I don't think I'm coming to New York anytime soon. <laughs> Grand Slam was my last chance, and then life completely changed that. So that's not happening. It's all good. Life will do it to you. I know. Speaking of life changing plans, Musa Myers end up taking on Kazarian and Saban. So Shelly is injured. We talked about this last night. Alex Shelly is injured, and last uh, er, earlier today on Twitter, you mentioned that uh, he, he plans to be back soon. He's he's. He says he's okay. He had to pull out of a couple of indie bookings, but Impact's taking care of him, yada, yada, yada. There was no announcement of relinquishing a title. So with all of that said, it's assumed that Shelly is going to stay as the Impact World Champion until further notice. That being said, this is kind of the benefit of having out-of-order tapings and time to work on your stories. Commentary said that Alex Shelley is preparing for his title defense against Jonathan Gresham and therefore isn't part of the tour. That is fine. And that is smart. That's a smart way of doing it. You don't need to be like, oh, we, we tape it. You don't have to tell the truth. You can stretch it for yeah. your narrative structure. And this works perfectly because they're going to air the Shelley and Gresham title defense this coming Thursday on the show. And as a result, you know, they can say after the match, Shelley was injured and then you move on. Yeah. Instead, I like that they said he's at home preparing for his title defense. They make it, it makes it seem like a bigger deal. It makes it sound like Shelly's taking this seriously and that Gresham is a big deal. I like that. That was very smart. No, I agree with that. Match itself was fine. Honestly, all that matters is that Myers gets a face full of Moose and then Moose gets a face full of Myers. Commentary said, you know what Moose's number was in football. And <laughs> it was, at- by the way. Matthew Raywell's like, I will not say nice. You will not catch me saying nice. I'm like, I can hear Kate right now. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> that was, I mean, I expected it. I, the person who was going to take the pin took the pin. And, uh, you know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect 
on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Moose is a tall person. His spear is very... His spear looks like it really going to make you throw up. So that's my two cents on it. It was a good match. <laughs> just, just perfect. Listen, there's something for everybody in wrestling. No matter... No matter what you, uh, no matter what you're into, there's something for everybody. Wrestling is for everyone. TNA is back, <laughs> baby. Anyway, yeah, match is fine. Kazarian was called the MVP of the tour, and after what you and I said last night, that rang true, and I was really happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kazarian getting a big time cutter on Moose as Moose comes off top rope. That was good stuff. This finish, I loved this finish. Kazarian tries to lock in the chicken wing on Brian Myers. Myers runs into the top rope, escaping the chicken wing. Kazarian has to turn around and get hit with the spear from Moose. Moose gets the pin on Kazarian. A great finish. It builds both men. Uh, Moose continues to to have the ascent as he goes towards the Impact World Championship at Hard to Kill. Stuff like that is perfect. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. This They're the perfect schmarmy team to have them be close to the impact uh, tag titles and then have like an Eric Young, Josh Alexander come and take care of them and feud with them or deal with like a good hands. They're, they're great. This was a dumb, fun match. <laughs> dumb, fun match is how we operate. <laughs> and if you want to operate on a dumb, fun level, join us over on Fightful Select, the best five bucks in the business. <laughs> We're the best 54 bucks a year. Listen, I'm running low on segues at this hour. I've been up since 6.30, Crest Star, but I haven't been missing out on the scoops because we got an early one, the Brian Danielson injury. We broke it down over on FIFOSelect.com, how he got it. Kyrie Sane going back to WWE. We have all the updates for that. Sean Ross Sapp did a live Q&A this afternoon, which was a lot of fun, of course, talking about all your questions and answering them live in the chat. And, of course, we have Sour Graps, the Weekender podcast with Steven Jensen, who joins us every quarter for pay-per-view returns on Impact, soon to be TNA. list goes on and so many more podcasts and other content over on FIFLSelect.com, the best five bucks in the business, or the best $54 a year. Steal your credit card. Steal someone else's credit card. For legal purposes, that's a joke. No, no, it's not. Listen, he's in Canada, so he can do what he wants. That's a lawless nation. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm surprised that people have finally 
come to realize that we are exactly that. Canada is wow, wow west. <laughs> In that order. Anyway, knockouts world championship time. Let's talk about it. Trinity defeats Deanna Perrazzo. And as a result, Deanna cannot challenge for the Impact Knockouts World Championship as long as Trinity is the champion. Well, Gail Kim is a special guest referee. She doesn't get involved till the end. But when she does, it's a big deal. So really, the, the we'll talk about this match, but really the finish was fantastic. Trinity mm-hmm. hit that sit-out bubble bomb into the starstruck, gets the win. There were some counter attempts from Deanna. Let's talk about it. What do you like about this match? I thought this match was fantastic, to be honest with you. Um, Deanna's gear never misses, period. Her gear is fantastic. I like Trinity's gear, too, but Deanna's gear, that 19-roaring 20s, chef's kiss. Um, towards the end, there were there were three starstruck attempts. The first one, uh, Deanna rolled out the ring was like, girl, not today, Satan. I'm getting the hell out of here. The second two were at the end. And it's crazy to me to think that even after a queen's gambit, Trinity tapped out Deanna again. Girl, at this point, you got to start talking about, is Trinity a submission specialist? I mean, like at that, because like Deanna is that girl. She will tap you out eight ways from Sunday. But to tap Deanna out, not once, not twice, not even three times a lady, but four times, that's so crazy. Um. Also, there was a short, there was a couple of short arm clothesline sequences that was pulled into a reverse stomp from Trinity, which I thought was really cool. I thought that was really inventive. I'm so happy for Trinity. Deanna, that was such a good, uh, good fight, a good effort. Also, I'm kind of excited for Deanna Peraza versus Gail Kim. So this is what I was alluding to last night. This is what I said I wanted to. I didn't want to spoil it, but I also really wanted to talk about it. I will put over Deanna's gear like you did. I will also put over Trinity's UK gear. That looked great. She wore that last night Mm. as well on the show that aired. She had been wearing that. Uh, Trinity continues to have such a great run and impact. And for that, I think it's so cool that we get to say that we've watched her. This is so friggin' dumb to say. We've seen her glow up, and that, you know, is so tacky because she's the glow. It's fine. We celebrate. It's celebration. All right. We'll celebrate it. I think I think it's fantastic to watch her bet on herself and see the spoils of her doing so. Uh, she's over, and, and she's clearly wrestling a style that is really fitting in this company, and I love that. And I love that everyone who's working with her continues to make her look good while she makes them look good. There's so many good things going on. She hit a Simone drop tonight that looks smooth. Uh, Deanna hits that Queen's Gambit. And she does it in such a way that is not only smooth, but it's like, it's dangerous looking. Mm. It looked like she, (laughs) it honestly looked like she couldn't grab all the Trinity to get her up, you know, in in that position. Yeah. uh, Trin's got a Trin's Trin's got a, a larger backside, so it's harder to grab that. God so, has blessed her. <laughs> exactly. Listen, y'all can say it. I I feel like <laughs> doing it, so I'm not gonna do it. I got you. <laughs> yeah, you can say it. It's all good. But regardless, the uh, the finish was good. The match was solid, and Gail Kim was the icing on the cake. So Gail counts the three. She had counted it down the middle. At one point, the after that uh, Queen's Gamut. Deanna gets a little frustrated, goes up to Gail. It's like, what the hell's that? And then we get to the starstruck and the finish. And post-match, Deanna attacks uh, Trinity and knocks her down. And then Gail Kim says, what the hell? Deanna shoves Gail Kim. They do a back and forth. They slap. And then Gail Kim hits eat defeat. And I think that while Deanna's contract with, with TNA or Impact is currently... Her status is unknown. We don't know if free agency is for her or if if she wants to stick around with TNA. Regardless, you can also add a couple months on the deal if you're going to do this. But if I'm TNA and I have Deanna Perrazzo back, I want Gil Kim to pass that torch to Deanna Perrazzo. Yes, 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 yes. You do that moment at Hard to Kill in the most TNA rebrand moment ever. There's a big deal in that. But obviously you got to pay the woman because she's she wants to get paid and rightfully so. And I hope that she does. 
you know, there's a lot of benefits for, for De- I'm not going to, you know, even pretend to know what Deanna Perrazzo wants out of her career, uh, but she's made an impact, no pun intended, on her current deal. And she clearly has been a very important player in that company. So whatever she does next, if she stays with Impact or TNA, I'm excited because I get to continue talking about her. But then this match becomes even more important in the overall echelons of TNA history. Yeah, no, I completely understand what you're saying, especially just because mainly because of the rebrand. There's so much significance. And I didn't get to see Gail Kim's run in TNA, but her Tracy Brooks ODB, um, uh, I'm trying to think of what her name was in Impact. Was it was it uh uh was it Karma or was it uh Awesome Kong? Awesome Kong. Okay, it was awesome con. Like these are some of the women who are the cornerstones of TNA later on impact to go back to TNA for however long or whatever it is. I think that would be fantastic. I like that idea. I like I love that idea actually. And by the way, Dex Baker in the chat brings up a good point. When they mentioned that they did something with Gail Kim in 2019 with Homecoming, they told you that Ty Valkyrie won the women's championship, the knockouts title. They didn't really explain who the other side of that story was. Yeah, they, they they were like, we don't know. We don't know that woman. Sorry. We just know Ty Valkyrie won. Yay, Ty. Let's put nobody down. But if you're going to retell the story, this is the woman that you might go with. If it's not Jordan Grace, then Deanna Perrazzo is a very, very good option as well. Yes, and that's something we've talked about, especially me at nauseum on this channel, about how if you don't do it with Grace, you got to do it with Deanna. So... Here we are. So if this is what it takes, I'm ready. Dobby the Brain Heenan sends us a super chat saying, hope Trinity sticks around for TNA. Hope Deanna does too. Give me Deanna versus Galehard to kill. Trinity continues to be presented perfectly as a superstar. I cannot agree more. 10 out of 10, that is what I want. And if I get, again, selfishly, if I get to continue talking about these three women, really, Gail, Gail works for the company. She is mm-hmm. a producer. She's backstage. She has a role. She'll be around. In terms of Trinity, when she came in, I didn't know what to expect. I was excited. I've come to realize more and more that the eyes that she brings on the product and the development and her own skills and talents and match quality has gone up. It's been a win-win-win. And Deanna is Deanna. That's all I can say about Deanna Peraza. Yeah. No, absolutely. I can't say more because Steve Macklin is her husband. Just saying. (laughs) <laughs> the only this is the only thing that i will say so while, while we mentioned the gail storyline my only concern is that hannafin mentioned like what does this mean for gail what is what is the the head office gonna think and i said holy shit if you retell the scott demore slammiversary story again and you you say you know she's no longer impact head office or whatever whatever her role is just to be an active competitor you have to be careful with how you tell the story I'm sure that they'll find a way not to make it sound too repetitive, but like it's hard to not tell the story in the same way. But then who's going to be the Santina Morella? Hopefully not him. That's fair, but he's so he's technically always already working there. We don't need to see his sister. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to think of who is someone who would be annoying to fill that spot, but also very entertaining. And no one's coming to mind except Maria Canellas, and she's busy doing Ring of Honor stuff. Yeah, she got thing. Uh, you don't need anyone <clears throat> because Gail Kim is not typically on air. That's true. You don't, you don't see her very often unless it's a major knockouts moment like they did at uh, Emergence with yeah. Deanna and uh, Trini again. Oh, sorry. Deanna and Trini. That was, uh, that was the match that they did where they had like, we have a female referee and a female ring announcer and a female, uh, you know, Gail Kim on commentary and the women are in the main event and it was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was, that was a Gail Kim moment. And of course, Impact 1000. So yeah, there's nothing you can really do to take away from Gail that you have to replace it with. Unless you bring someone in like a special knockouts manager and that's not even Gail's deal. And at that point, it's like, it's Mickey James. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. Yeah, her husband is is getting that GM rub right now. So Mickey's like, oh, I can do this. Nick, teach me, teach me, Nick. Let's talk about this main event. Will Osprey 
defeats Gross. Edward Edwards before the match. And this was kind of throughout the night. They would have these little backstage vignettes and interview segments, promos for all these wrestlers. We talked about the Danny Luna one, Simon Miller. Will Ospreay got one as well. And I love this. He says, I have a message from our Fuji son to remind Eddie Edwards that he is forever a young boy and to whoop him. And I just, I looked and I was like, wow. What a simple but great insult. You are forever a young boy. Whoop this man. <laughs> and that's coming from someone that Will Ospreay and, and really like anyone who's a Japanese wrestling fan, they they think the world of Marfuji. Damn, not, not your idol saying you are forever a child. Yes. And it was just perfect. And you bring up the fact that Eddie mentioned, you know, in his promo that he was the first Gaijin to win the the NOAA championship, the GW, the GHC, GHC, yeah, uh, World Heavyweight Championship mm-hmm. as, a, as a Gaijin, as a foreigner. And then Will's like, well, yeah, you did that, but I won the IWGD World Heavyweight Championship and I'm a Gaijin. So it's like, get good, nerd. Pretty much. It was like, you, you ain't shit. It was really good stuff. I like that they they opened up that door and they needed to for this match because yeah. you and I have sat here week after week and said, yeah, Edward Edwards is Edward Edwards. This was the time for them to do the the Japanese Eddie Edwards, bring that back a little bit. Crowd's very, very, very behind Osprey, of course, and that's good. Osprey does all the TNA stuff, all the AJ Styles stuff, does a phenomenal forearm, does the Styles Clash, but this time, this time it plays into the finish. Styles Clash, Hidden Blade, Stormbreaker, Pinfall. We'll get to the post-match, but what do you think of the match between Will Ospreay and Edward Edwards? Now, I knew this moment was going to come, so let me go ahead and be on my Edward Edwards apology tour. Because I always say I don't want to see no Edward Edwards. And then Edward Edwards has a match, and I'm like, oh, this mother lover is cooking. And he cooked tonight. Him and Will Ospreay really cooked tonight. They both did a really fantastic job because I think that I don't know how to say this. And I'm not trying to sound insulting because that's not that's not my judge. But there are some wrestlers that are like no matter they, they can literally wrestle a paper bag and they'll get a five star match out of them. I feel like AJ Styles is one of those people. While Will Ospreay is someone who's like, if you don't keep up, he can wrestle circles around you. And it's not because you're bad. It's just because he's Will Ospreay. And Edward Edwards said that he's no slouch. I'm keeping up. Today. It was a it was a really competitive match. Um, there was a beautiful Spanish fly um, into followed up by an Oz cutter from, uh, from Will Ospreay on... Edward Edwards, and that was so good. The Boston knee party out of desperation to knock Will Ospreay off of him, beyond. I, I, I like Eddie Edwards when he wrestles like this. I just don't know what I can do to, about his character to make the two connect. If we could find a way to make those, because this was, I've never seen Eddie wrestle like this. Put it like that. I've never seen him wrestle like this. And this is after Killer Cross was trying to, you know, sexual relations with his wife was at Ace Austin. You know what I mean? Like, one of those guys was trying to pork his wife. So, like, this was a fantastic match. I'm excited to see what happens with Eddie Edwards going forward. I was really, 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 really hoping that uh, that Will Ospreay was going to say, hey, by the way, I am going to sign to Impact. But, you know, we <laughs> that didn't happen, so. We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, we do have a couple super chats. First of all, Dobby the Brain Heenan said, Edwards again with a great main event match. And that's the thing. Eddie Edwards, like Cresta said, Eddie Edwards is a great wrestler. But now we need to figure out what the, the character and the story will be because there was some spinning of the wheels for a little while with mm-hmm. Honor No More. And then coming out of Honor No More, he became wife guy Eddie Edwards. But there's room there for something more. Yeah, like it's it's right there. It's like when you get French fries, you don't know if it needs little salt, little peppers. <laughs> and, and, and again, Eddie Edwards is is so talented that you can take this particular match and turn it into a story. Yeah, where like maybe I don't have it anymore. Do you can do a crisis of conscience story? You, there's been plenty of that, but there's something there's something there. I think Eddie's best days are more behind than ahead of him and that's fine he still has more than a place in this company yeah he still absolutely. Has, you know, he's still a world champion like he could still be world champion again but i'm saying in a, in a company that right now has a lot of young 
talented stars, Eddie can continue to work with those those people and continue to make them bigger than they already are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. People are saying, watch ROH Eddie, watch Noah Eddie. Again, PWG Eddie. There was so, this is why Eddie, again, why I said what I said is because Eddie has been a big part of wrestling. And now like he still is, but he's, he's kind of been stagnant on the character front. I see like Eddie Edwards in his own way, like that, the Eddie Kingston of impact, if you will. But that's, that there's an edge that he's missing to just push it right over. Cause like he's, this was a good match. And again, he always routinely puts on good matches. I just, I just want something just a little bit more, either like a baby face a little bit more or a, or a jerk a little bit. I don't know what it is. I, I cannot describe it, but I know if he did, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Him and Bubba Ray. Him and Bully Ray. The elder statesman of TNA. You know what? Let me not. Because every time I do that about Bully Ray, I end up coming back here on the pay-per-view like, and Bully Ray did do aces and eights. You know what I mean? So Bully's a character wrestler. And you need, and we're sitting here talking about characters. Saying. I'm not upset. I just maybe I need to do my research. Research over me search. That's what I gotta do. My research. <laughs> so Bobby the Brain even sent another super chat saying they pushed Ospreys and pending free agency heavily. If he signs with TNA or not, he's done a hell of a job putting the company over. You'll love yes. to see it. So I am of two minds when it comes to this. Post match, you have Will Osprey has the victory. And in true New Japan, I'm sorry, in true impact fashion, he closes the show. <laughs> For those who don't know, in a New Japan show, whoever wins the main event typically gets the microphone and cuts the promo, uh, and that that's how you go off the air. That's how the show finishes. That'll either be it, or they'll set up the next big main event, whatever it could be. So Will Ospreay gets the mic, and he says, I've got a big announcement. I've, I've finished my kitchen, and everyone's just like, oh, you got me. I'll fix the roof, too. I was asked to fix the roof. There's a leak in the roof, and he fixed the roof. My, my English accent is actually pretty okay tonight. Anyway. And I and me, I, I knew because let's face it, show was taped on Friday. If he had signed a contract, y'all would have known by now. Let me That's tell true. you. Uh, but he puts over TNA, puts over AJ Styles when he was growing up. He said he watched TNA again, going back to the Simon Miller interview. He reminded us TNA was the show, was the, the wrestling show available on free TV in the UK at the time. So as a result, so many kids. We're growing up watching TNA 20 years ago because it was on free TV, not 20 mm-hmm. years, but you know, in the time that it's been on. That's crazy. It's like yes. to hear the irreverence about TNA from so many people, especially when it comes to the UK fan scene. Cause he was like, so many of us watch this up, you know, and this was, this was the show. Like, I guess for people like me, I had WWE attitude ever growing up and these guys had TNA. So, and that's the other thing is that when they would go in the 2010s, they did really good business in the UK. The UK loved having TNA and Impact on their, you know, showing up in their in the neck of the woods. They will come back. Impact, TNA, they're going to be back probably early to mid-2024. I think yeah. they'll try to get back as soon as they humanly can because A, they had a great showing with this tour. And B, there is a buzz about the TNA return. This did really good business for them uh so he puts over tna does does will osprey and he puts over the the crowd and, and aj styles and all that and you can tell that will wants to w- will has multiple things going on he wants that big money contract you know he does you don't know where he's gonna go yeah but i think there's a certain amount of will wanting to do what will wants to do and an impact deal could potentially do that how many times have we sat here and said you know you do you work twice three times a month the rest of the time you're free if he can get a multi-contract that would be a first i don't know where he's gonna be yeah scott takes confirmed they'll be back next year which like we knew we knew that they're gonna be back in the uk that we knew will osprey would be a huge you know appointment for them he's also mentioned not necessarily wanting to go to to the to north america all that often if he doesn't have to 
there's a lot of things on the table, a lot of thoughts on the table. What do you, what do you think? Is, is Osprey really potentially a TNA signing or is he just kind of honey dicking everyone? <laughs> what a phrase. <laughs> I will this. say, I will say he brought up a good point because of fans and people like Trinity and other people like in the back wrestling in impact is legitimately viable. It is legitimately viable. And I think that if he went to impact, there is space for a better TV deal. There is space for more money on the back end to make it better for everyone else. I firmly believe that AEW started something good when they worked with Impact. And I think that it's something that they should absolutely revisit. But if you get more talent signed, you've got these big names, you've got homegrown talent that are huge, you know? I I think that if he if he doesn't care about the money too, too much, because I love Impact, but you can't pay no Tony Khan, you can't pay no Vince McMahon prices, but you would put a lot of eyes on that product a lot of eyes on that product just like trinity has and continues to do and it'll draw in other names who might be like and you know what this is better and again the more money they can argue for a tv deal the more everyone gets paid and you have so much creative freedom and impact so i i would love for him to come i could understand if you'd rather go someplace who's going to pay you enough to buy your mama's mama a house you know and your friend's mama a house i get it but at the same time it would benefit everybody in all three companies, in my opinion, if you went here because you are who you are, if you don't mind taking a pay cut. And I'm sure they're going to try to pay you handsomely, you know what I mean? But it, it'll help out everyone in the long run. That's just my two cents. I get what you're saying. And again, it's, you know, they're pointing on the chat. There's a lot of times you now in February. That is, you know, when reportedly Will's contract is done with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Even if Will just wants to work hard to kill, guess what? They're going to work their ass off just to have him make that appearance so he can say, did TNA. That's, That's a fact. It. That's fine. You got Zack Sabre Jr. who's like, yeah, I want to work Impact. And I'm like, yeah, you can work Impact. You have another month. <laughs> you better hurry up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time's ticking, boss. Soon it's going to be TNA and you won't get that Impact window. But with Will, it's like, I don't think Will wants to necessarily work a full-time Impact deal, but I think he wants to work in a TNA ring. And as a result... January is an available time for him. Bring him back. Do one more. Have that moment. Have a big, big match. Don't know who. AJ Styles and Will Ospreay. Let's get that going somehow. No matter how much y'all try to do a seance, summon his name, do his moves, AJ Styles is never coming back. <laughs> you, you, blessed be that we got a video. <laughs> You know what I mean? Blessed be. But no matter how many styles clashes y'all do in that ring, he's never coming back. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying it's impossible. All I'm saying That's right. It's true. It's wrestling. Never say never. Once upon a time, there was there was a, there was a trade between TNA and WWE, and it basically involved Christian and Ric Flair. Do you know this story? I don't. Uh, WWE wanted to induct Ric Flair into the Hall of Fame. Oh, I don't want to mess this up. Someone in the chat's going to remind me. Essentially, TNA was like, they could ask for anybody to show up. And they got Christian. So wait, they wanted to induct Ric For a night or for, for, for an appearance. WWE so- wanted to induct Ric Flair, who was with TNA at the time, I think this is what it was my brain is currently in the off position so someone's gonna have to remind me but either way there was a there was a little bit of a trade a one night only rick flair could do the induction and be part of the hall of fame ceremony and then in exchange it was christian oh so they gave so wwe gave impact christian for their troubles is that what is that what i'm understanding yeah, I got it. I got it right. Okay. It was, yeah. Again, brain in the off position. It was, it was a one night only thing. They wanted Rick to do the, the, to do something for the Hall of Fame. And Dixie was like, cool. I want someone in exchange. Dixie could have had anyone for one night. Literally anyone from the roster could have said Rob Van Dam. Anybody. She picked Christian. Listen, not maybe- a not Christian, but at the time, let me tell you. Maybe he was backstage asking her about her father. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. In 2012, 
Christian made a one-night return to TNA at Slammiversary 10 under his old ring name, Christian Cage, to announce the number one moment in TNA history as voted by the TNA fans, which, by the way, was Sting's 2006 return to the company. Um, it's part of a deal where they were going to let Flair do the Four Horsemen stable induction. That somehow doesn't seem fair. Oh, it's not about fair. It's about Dixie's, Dixie's an idiot. Far be it for me to say that. <laughs> anyway, the company is very different right now. And uh, TNA is on the way. And we're going to be here every single week, except for IPWF, to talk about Impact Wrestling. So in that case, Crest Star, where can they find you talking about everything else? Ladies and gentlemen, it's 11.52 in the evening on the East Coast. Thank you so much for rocking with us. I know you're tired. I'm tired. So is Joe Pearl. You can find me every Thursday here with Joe Pearl or anytime there's an Impact event. Myself and Joe Pearl are here. Sometimes Steven Jensen talking about Impact TNA. On Saturdays, you can catch me, Iridian, and Riccicino talking about Collision. Mondays and Wednesdays, TikTok. And twitch.tv slash Star. You can find me there. Uh, we watch wrestling together. No video because DMCA and me don't get along and it doesn't match with any of my outfits. Joe Pearl, where can they find you? Not at Lucha Le- the Crash Show in Tijuana, but Ulyssa Leone showed up there tonight. Her first match since leaving WWE. That's cool. Ulyssa Leone. Is now well, she's just you listen now. Anyway, I am at Joel Pearl J W F E A R L. I am in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over on our sister station, Fightful Overbooked. Go and subscribe to that channel right now and go watch my interview with Simon Miller. Jeremy Lambert and I really had a good time with him. And of course, Kate and I are usually there. It's like Sunday nights, eight o'clock, we'll call it. Sure, why not? Joel and Kate at eight, and a whole plethora of other things here on youtube.com slash fightful, including our impact post show for y'all. We're going to go to Vegas, or at least I'm going to try. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.